Welcome to Come Follow Me with Free, Episode 18, Peace. So this week was a tricky one for me. I It seemed that every time I would try and sit down and, and prepare, something would happen or I would get interrupted or whatever. And then um, my microphone started having issues that I didn't understand how to fix. And I was just thinking, should I just scratch it this week and move on to next week? But it's Christmas and I want to make sure that I'm doing, I'm doing something. And so I'm excited to record today, kind of a short one, more of like a spiritual thought, but it's one that I think we all really need right now. I think we all need to be reminded the access that we have to something so important and that's such a gift to us. So in these chapters, um, Mormon still, you know, he's still alive. And so he's still writing things because he has time to do so. And, um, so he gives us a beautiful sermon from Mormon about faith, hope, and charity. And you should read that. It's so wonderful. And then the next letter, Mormon recounts lots of the terrible things that are happening among the Nephite nation and the Lamanites. And, There's a couple verses in there. I'm sure most of you will know which ones I'm referring to that anytime I'm reading to my kids, I skip because it's just, I mean, I don't even want to read it. It makes me nauseous to think that things were so evil and people were so evil that that could even happen. And he, you can tell toward the end of chapter nine that Mormon is feeling as though, you know, he's just laid out all of this terrible things that he's witnessing and he wants to remind his son of something that is so important. And he says in verse 25, my son be faithful in Christ and may not the things which I have written grieve thee to weigh thee down even unto death, but may Christ lift thee up, may his sufferings and death and the showing of his body unto our fathers and his mercy and long-suffering and hope of his glory and of eternal life rest in your mind forever. And that struck me. I think that it's really hard right now as we're experiencing something as a world and and a nation that's really hard for us. And, um, And I think I personally know of a lot of people who are struggling with mental health and people who are struggling with physical health and people who are struggling with just the, the contention that we're experiencing in, in our world right now. And I know that there are a lot of people that are struggling, finding a way out and struggling to grasp onto that hope and that um, that peace that Christ offers. And so that's what I want to talk about today is peace. And Mormon doesn't actually say the word peace in that scripture there, but I, that to me is what he's talking about. And I was reminded of a story that we have heard recently, and actually uh, I probably should have looked, but Recently, someone else retold it, but originally it was told by Marvin J. Ashton. He says, Many years ago, I heard a story that impressed me. 
I share it with you today as I endeavor for a few minutes to direct your thinking toward the important word, peace. A beautiful little blind girl was sitting on the lap of her father in a crowded compartment in a train. A friend seated nearby said to the father, Let me give you a little rest. And he reached over and took the little girl on his lap. A few moments later, the father said to her, Do you know who is holding you? No, she replied, but you do. Some might be inclined to say, What a perfect trust this child has in her father. Others may say, What a wonderful example of love. And still others might say, what an example of faith. To me, it indicates a beautiful blending of all of these principles, which brought a priceless inner peace to the child. She knew she was safe because she knew her father knew who was holding her. Attention, respect, and care over the years had placed this little girl's heart in a peace that surpasseth all understanding. She was at peace because she knew and trusted her father. We plead for peace in our prayers and our thoughts. Where is peace? Can we ever enjoy this great gift while wars, rumors of wars, discord, evil, and contention swirl all around us? The answer is yes. Just as the little blind girl sat on a stranger's lap with with perfect contentment because her father knew him, so can we learn to know our father and find inner peace as we live his principles. I like what he said there about observing how the little girl got to that place. He says, affection, respect, and care. How has our Father in Heaven shown us affection? What are the ways that we know He loves us? I would say one of the primary ways is something that we're all thinking a whole lot about right now is the gift of His Son. He sent us here with a clear plan and a plan that will not fail. And if that doesn't show affection and love, then nothing else does. The sacrifice of his own son and the sacrifice that the Savior made of himself is a showing of love and care for what happens to us and our ultimate joy and happiness. The next thing he said was respect. We have been given agency. And I know that me as a parent, I have a hard time sometimes respecting (laughs) my children's agency because I just want them to choose what is right. But really, that's not what we were sent here to do. We were sent here to use that agency and to make mistakes, and through that, learn and grow. And I think it shows the ultimate respect from our Father in Heaven that He knows that we have incredible potential, and that agency is essential for that potential to be realized. And He is showing respect for us as He made the plan, as He presented it to us, And as we are down here on earth, in giving us that agency, allowing us to choose for ourselves. And the last quality that he talked about was care. He knows each and every one of us. He knows exactly what we need. He knows exactly how to best get us to where we need and want to go. 
And there are some parts that we have to do in order to qualify for all the care that he can give us. We learned a few weeks ago that prayer is what qualifies us to receive blessings that Heavenly Father is already willing to give us. And so I think we get some of that care without asking, but there is so much care available to, available to us as we ask for it and as we are worthy for it. He knows who you are. He knows what's your, what you're going through. He knows everything you have been through and how you got to where you are today. He knows the deepest desires of your heart. He knows your goodness and he knows your potential. And with that comes the ultimate care. He knows exactly how to succor you and exactly how to nurture you. I know over the years I have heard people talk about if there is a God, why does he allow suffering to happen? Why could this happen to me? All of those things that we have all heard. But we know that the ultimate caring is allowing someone to grow. I was thinking about this past week as I was watching a show that I'm sure a lot of you have heard of called The Chosen. And it's clear back during those times that people expected Christ to come, but they expected him to give political and worldly peace. Robert E. Wells said, Christ did indeed offer peace, but it was not external or political. Rather, the peace Christ taught was internal and personal. In Mosiah 15:18, it says, And behold, I say unto you, this is not all. For oh, how beautiful upon the mountains are the feet of him that bringeth good tidings, that is the founder of peace, yea, even the Lord, who has redeemed his people, yea, him who has granted salvation unto his people. He is the founder of peace. And I'm loving all of these times in the Book of Mormon that we're finding new titles for the Savior, founder of peace. And then last week we learned author and finisher of our faith. He is the founder of our peace. And Mormon tells us there in what ways he founds our peace. May his sufferings and his death bring us peace. Not because we're enjoy, enjoying thinking about that, but he was willing to suffer and die for us. And then he says, the showing of his body unto our fathers and his mercy and long suffering. Christ is merciful unto us. Our father in heaven is merciful. And if we believe that, if we truly accept that his mercy also applies to us when we're being so hard on ourselves, if we really believe that, that can bring us peace. And long-suffering, he will forgive us again and again and again. And then finally, Mormon says, hope of his glory and of eternal life, rest in your mind forever. This plan is so incredible. Your future is so bright. And whatever trials, even the hard ones, even the really, really hard ones, 
they are temporary. And he has given you the tools to overcome it all. And that includes his mercy and long-suffering, meaning you are going to mess up. You are going to make mistakes. You are going to maybe make big mistakes. But he is long-suffering, and it is never too late. Let the hope of his glory and of eternal life rest in your mind forever. He gives peace to sinners because they can be whole again. I can be whole again. He gives peace to those who mourn through the atonement, through allowing them to rest his burdens on him, and also through the gospel reminding us that this life, that our sorrows and sadness right now are temporary. This is not the end result. And he can bring peace to us as observers of the world, seeing the wickedness and the bad things that happen. We can rest and have peace knowing that our Father in heaven is holding us. Knowing that we are safe. Knowing that our family and our friends are safe because no one has a better plan than he does. So anytime you find yourself feeling like this world is too much for you, ask yourself, who is holding you? In John 14, 27, it says, Peace I leave with you, my peace I give unto you. Not as the world giveth, give I unto you. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. I want to end by singing to you what I consider to be a little lullaby. It's always sounded like that to me. It's a song you know, and it's a song that every Christmas I sing all December long to my kids. And I I change one of the words or a phrase at the end. So I want you to pay attention to that. And I'm going to sing it the way that I would sing to my kids. So it's not going to be this polished performance. It's going to be um, the soft, peaceful way that I like to send them off to sleep. I hope we all can sleep in heavenly peace or live our lives in heavenly peace because Christ the Savior was born. And I say these things in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen.